Welcome everyone to the Q for Two, your podcast companion for learning all about your favorite theme park attractions. Whether listening at home or while waiting in the queue, we'll fill you in on all the information you need to get the most out of your ride experience. I'm your host, Matthew, and joining me as always is the kooky weatherman himself, Ryan. Today, we're talking all about a coaster with one of the biggest glow-ups in Six Flags over Georgia, the Twisted Cyclone. We're going storm chasing. Oh, man. That would have been a really good theme for this ride. (laughs) Instead, we got 60s old convertibles. Yeah, you know, like (laughs) convertible beach vibes, you know, all that jazz. I guess so. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Ryan, how are you doing today? I am fantastic and ready to talk about a fantastic ride that I enjoy at Six Flags Over Georgia. I'm so excited to hear that. I know a lot of people do not like this ride, at least the old iteration. So I'm really glad to hear that you do like it. I'm excited to talk to you all about it. Absolutely. Well, and I'll just preface it. I know we're going to talk about the different forms of this attraction. I like the old one, but man, the new one, mm, top tier. I'm a big fan. All right. Well, let's not keep everyone waiting any longer. Let's get started. So today we're talking about the Twisted Cyclone, which is a 100 foot tall steel hybrid roller coaster located at Six Flags Over Georgia in the coastal section, which is one of the sections right at the front of the park. I want to pause right there for just a second. What I'm learning when we do these episodes is that there are so many sections of these parks that I had no idea were even a section. Like, I get where they're coming from, but it's also like, do we really need 15 different names? (laughs) So I feel the exact same way about researching these episodes because, like, for example, when we did Disney, the transitions in theming between the different lands at Disney is readily apparent. It's really easy to know when you're like, you know, entering Adventureland or entering Frontierland. But yeah, at Six Flags, it really blurs. And I also did not realize that there were all these different themed areas. But when I read them and I think about it, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I get it. But it just doesn't hit me the same way in the parks as like at, I don't know, I guess what you would say of more of a theme park like the Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. It's something that I'm excited to go back and see and get a better feel for it as we're in the park. I know that park like the back of my hand, but actually to know the theme and potentially see things that I didn't see before, pretty exciting for me. Yeah, because I've always thought of Six Flags as more of an amusement park, but it is fun that they do have the theming there as well. So as you all know by now, if you've been listening, before I dive into the history, I like to read the official ride description to get us in the right headspace and really understand what ride we're talking about. So here we go. The Twisted Cyclone roller coaster offers the ultimate thrill, the combination of wood and steel into one adrenaline pumping coaster, unlike any other at Six Flags over Georgia. Combining the traditional wood structure with a steel track, Twisted Cyclone sends guests upside down through three wicked inversions, experiencing an insanely steep 75 degree initial drop from nearly 10 stories in the air, right into a jaw dropping reverse cobra roll perpendicular to the ground. The one-of-a-kind coaster train, modeled after a classic 1960s sports car, sends you racing at 50 miles per hour. Get the adrenaline rush of feeling weightless through a 360-degree zero-gravity roll. Ride through 10 hair-raising airtime moments through nearly 2,600 feet of roller coaster track. I don't know about the whole weightless part, but I mean, (laughs) everything else is pretty spot on. Yeah. Uh, it's weird for me. Again, we talked about this with the Disney ones. 
This one is not a super hype description. I was really surprised with the Goliath one from several weeks ago. This one was very informative, though, and it really did a good job of throwing out that lingo that we talked about last time, the way they describe the different coasters and everything. So speaking of the lingo, I do want to take a minute and explain a little bit about the lingo that is in this description specifically. There are three terms, roller coaster terms, that I want to call out to describe to everyone. So the first is an inversion. So an inversion is just a general term that roller coaster descriptions use for any time that a track turns riders upside down and then they come back to an upright position. So this could be anything from a specific type of roll to loop-de-loops, that sort of thing. So it's a very broad term for a lot of different features on a track. For those of our listeners that are really into listening to things in chronologic or sequential order, you'll remember we talked about a couple of different types of inversion in the episode on Blue Hawk, and there's way more out there than I thought there were. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It seems like any slight change you make to an inversion, there's like a whole new class that it's called in in, uh, the roller coaster lingo. Yeah, it's almost like a trick in skateboarding in the sense of add one little half turn, you add one little thing here, and it completely becomes a different trick. And it's almost the exact same thing from what I've found looking into some of the lingo that they use to describe these coaster features. So there are two specific features that I want to talk about in this ride description. The first is the cobra roll. So the cobra roll resembles the shape of a cobra head when it's flaring its hood. It's not the easiest to describe. So what I'll say is I'm going to read the description and then I'll say, if you're still confused, go look up a video or a picture because it's not the easiest thing to picture just based on the words. So this element consists of two half vertical loops that are facing the same direction joined together by two half corkscrews that each twist in opposite directions. So it's the combination of the two vertical loops and the corkscrew connecting those loops back and forth. And if you step back and really look at it, it looks like that Cobra sort of reared back with its hood flared, everything like that. So that's where it gets its name. Again, not the most clear to picture. uh, So definitely go look at those videos or go look at those pictures if you're interested. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I've ridden the ride several times and I still can't picture (laughs) (laughs) The second one is the zero G roll, which is just where the track twists 360 degrees as it rises and falls in elevation, giving the weightless effect of zero G. Now that one I do remember. I do know what they're going for with that. And I don't know that I would say I felt the zero G effect, but I get what they were going for there. And I think it is still a cool effect even if it didn't feel quite like the zero g to me yeah it's definitely no goliath when it comes to zero g but it definitely has a little bit of a pull effect for sure Mm -hmm. all right so now let's jump into the history of the ride so this coaster was opened on may 25th 2018 and it actually replaced a favorite of my wife the wooden coaster known as the georgia cyclone Now, the Georgia Cyclone was a wooden coaster that opened on March 3rd, 1990, costing $4 million to build. It was originally built by the Din Corporation, which is a small coaster construction company that built a handful of wooden coasters around the U.S. So there weren't any that really stood out to me. What did stand out to me is that Din, who formed the company, came from Kings Island and helped create the Beast 
which uh, my wife has ridden and loved that ride and came back to me and told me how much fun it was. So it's just a small company that no longer exists anymore. But he branched away from Kings Island and then formed this company to build wooden coasters all over the country. So did they pretty much, it sounds like, made exclusively wooden roller coasters while they were operating? Yep, that's everything that I saw. And maybe I missed one. But if from everything that I saw, I want to say they made somewhere around 20 wooden coasters around the country. Interesting. And that does raise a point. Matthew, I'm curious, what are just like your thoughts about wooden roller coasters in general? Because I know some roller coaster enthusiasts that I've spoken with before have strong opinions one way or the other. So I'm interested, what side of the argument do you land on? So I absolutely adore wooden coasters. The problem is, is maintenance. And we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get into the ride and why it transitioned to the Twisted Cyclone. It's very hard to upkeep these wooden coasters just over time in general without them becoming completely rough rides that are impossible to ride without hurting yourself. So I love them, especially from a nostalgia factor. There's just something about a wooden coaster that you can't quite get off of a steel coaster a lot of times. But I realize that they have to transition away from them. What about you? Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, when I think about some of my favorite roller coasters in terms of thrills, I'm not necessarily thinking of the wooden roller coasters, but I think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about like the nostalgia factor. I think there's a certain charm to wooden roller coasters that just makes them fun in a different kind of way. And I know hopefully in the future, we're going to branch out and kind of talk about some of the older theme parks in the United States as well and in other parts of the world. But I know there have been a lot of wooden roller coasters that have been around for a really long time. And it's kind of neat to see the history and feel that charm of that experience. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page. (laughs) All right. So with the Georgia Cyclone built by the Din Corporation, one thing I found interesting that I didn't realize, it actually was a mirror image of the Coney Island Cyclone which is actually a landmark roller coaster in Coney Island in New York. So I didn't realize that. To me, it was always like, we see this all the time where companies come in and design a coaster and build it. They actually just went in and built it, and they just already based it off of the design of that landmark coaster in Coney Island. No way. That's really cool. So the Georgia Cyclone stood at 95 feet tall, had a track length of 2,970 feet, and had a ride duration of 1 minute and 48 seconds. Remember all those numbers, because we'll be right back here in a little bit. So I want you to remember all those numbers. We'll be right back (laughs) after this short break. (laughs) So as with most wooden coasters, this is where we talked about a minute ago, the ride began to deteriorate, and fans began to complain about roughness and a lack of general interest. In 2012, the Rocky Mountain Construction, or RMC, replaced 30% of the original track with topper track to improve the ride experience. To give everyone a heads up, topper track is just a piece of steel that they take and replace the upper layers of laminated wood. So they basically take the top section of wood off of the track, put a steel beam there, and that allows it to have lower maintenance and also create a smoother ride. So it's sort of a quick fix compared to the full track replacement that we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Interesting. Okay. After they did this in 2012, the ride remained open. And then on July 30th, 2017, the ride officially closed down. 
And one month later, park officials announced that the ride would be converted to a steel hybrid coaster that we now know as the Twisted Cyclone. I want to pause here and say we actually rode this coaster on closing weekend, Saturday, July 29th, 2017. You and I, we rode this the last chance we got to ride the Georgia Cyclone. We did indeed. I remember that very well because I remember we made it a priority to go on that weekend. I was not aware of the fact that it was going to be closing and changing. And you were like, hey, let's go to Six Flags for this. And I was like, "Okay." (laughs) But I remember that was a big deal the day that we were in the park and we made that our you know main priority for making it over there to the park to ride that. It was neat. Yeah, it was definitely on Kendra's bucket list of like, we have to ride it one more time. Very similar to, you know, us riding Splash Mountain before it closed down. It was very much so a, we have to make sure that we ride this (laughs) one last time. And I will go ahead and say, if you're listening to this podcast and you're catching a little bit of FOMO, wishing that you could have ridden that ride with us on the closing weekend, well, you kind of almost can. I remember when we knew that that was going to be the last time. That was one of the weekends I brought my GoPro camera to the park. And so you can actually catch that video of us riding the Georgia Cyclone for the last time over on the Q42 YouTube channel. We just posted that video last week, and so you can catch that and experience that ride with us through the power of video. Good, because my memory is shot, so I'm excited to watch that with the rest of the viewers. (laughs) So... As we mentioned, the team at RMC, Rocky Mountain Construction, they were the ones that replaced the track with Topper Track. They were brought back out and they completed the full renovation using their patented iBox Track technology. So iBox is very similar to their Topper Track, but instead of replacing just the top layers of wood, it actually replaces the entire track. And it allows them to use a lot of the wooden framing of the coaster itself to support those steel tracks throughout the ride. So that's where you get the hybrid nature of these new roller coasters. They can keep all of the framing the same, but they can add this new supported steel track, which creates a smoother, longer lasting coaster. And it also allows them to do inversions, flips, things along those lines that they weren't able to do on a wooden coaster. The iBox is actually their most common product with the Rocky Mountain Construction Company. So I thought that was really interesting is that that's sort of this company's forte is that they take these wooden coasters and then they make them into steel coasters or they build brand new hybrid coasters. There's actually one that they built that I know we have both written. I love you didn't have as great of a time. So I wanted to quiz you, see if you could think of any hybrid coasters that we've been on that you might not have liked as much. I think hybrid coasters that I wouldn't have liked as much. Is this at Six Flags Over Georgia? It is not. Hmm. So that limits what other parks we could be talking about. Did we ride this together? We did indeed. I'm gonna say that this was, it's the one at Dollywood, isn't it? Isn't it like the, the, the tornado or the, the insert natural disaster here? So close. You're thinking of the twisted tornado and it is not. That is a full steel coaster. This is the lightning rod at Dollywood. Is this the one that I complained about the restraints um, causing me pain? That is indeed. That is definitely the ride that we are on the same page. (laughs) Ah, I see. Yes, that ride. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 
so that is, like I said, that's RMC's specialty is converting these old wooden coasters to new hybrid coasters or just building hybrid coasters off the back. Now, once they opened, the newly renovated Twisted Cyclone reopened with a height of 100 feet, a reduced track length of 2,400 feet, and a reduced ride duration of 1 minute and 20 seconds. That's a whole 28 seconds less than the original. See, I remembered. You asked me to, (laughs) and I did. Exactly. So you would think like, oh man, they cheapened the ride, but no. They made it better. They decided to cut the track a little bit to make it fit with the design and everything, and thus cutting out 28 seconds. I don't notice the 28 seconds that's missing. I think it's a very fun, updated ride. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, Like we talked about earlier, the trains themselves were redesigned to model after a 1960s sports car. And an interesting fact that I learned after the renovation, the max speed remained the exact same at 50 miles per hour. I don't know why that like blew my mind. I figured it would go faster, but nope, it's still the exact same max speed. Well, they still had to follow the law. That can't go over the speeding limit in the area, so. Oh, that's true. No matter how bad the twisted cyclone is. I'm going to get chased down by one of the uh, roller coaster police cars if you speed. <laughs> so as we talked about, I love the renovation. It's been too long. I think I only got a chance to ride it in 2018. I think that was the last time I got a chance to go. Uh, and ride it a couple times. I did enjoy it. But what do you think, Ryan? I know you briefly touched on it, but overall, what was your thoughts on the renovation as a whole? Yeah, I really love the renovation. I think the new ride experience is a lot of fun. I really enjoy riding it every time I go. My fiance and I got a season pass this last season. And so I, the last time I rode it was back in 2022. And we had a great time. In fact, it's one of her favorite rides in the park. I would say it's also one of mine. I really enjoy it. It's a good thrill. The inversions are fun. And overall, it's a really smooth ride, too. There's one part at the end where it kind of jerks, and there's one little rough part before you get to the area that slows you down to bring you back into the terminal. But overall, the rest of the ride is very, very smooth. Oh, yeah. Now, we talked about this section of the park. So this is in the coastal section of the park near the front. From what I can tell and what I can remember, there's not really anything else that is considered quote-unquote coastal. So what we're going to do is instead of turning right once you enter the park, we're going to turn left and we're going to go to the Georgia section. But we're going to talk about another coaster that I do want to talk about briefly, and it is the Georgia Scorcher. Now, a lot of people are probably going to be mad. How do you do a podcast, all of this, without doing a full episode on The Scorcher? Look, if you really want to do it, make your own podcast. We're not. We're just going to talk about it briefly here. Got (laughs) him. So The Scorcher is a B&M steel coaster, B&M being Ballager and Mabillard, manufacturer that we talked about last week with Goliath, or the last episode with Goliath. And it is a stand-up coaster. Yes, you heard right, folks a stand-up coaster in which you go through the entire ride standing in a straddled seat in a roughly standing position. Now, I pause there for just a second. The reason I say roughly standing is because that is how you need to ride this ride. You do not need to be in a full stand-up position with your knees locked. Otherwise, you will be in a lot of pain. Please buckle your knees at least a little bit and get almost a you know, three-quarter squat stand position. And that is where I will leave off because 
that is how you ride that ride. 100%. And again, we're not going full into the ride history, but I do want to touch on it because it is a great ride. The ride was opened in 1999, and it is a high, high thrill ride compared to some of the other coasters in the park. Overall, it's a fantastic coaster, always fun, and you really have to nail that standing position. Otherwise, you will get pummeled for the entire ride. So that's all I'll have to say about that is just please be careful and make sure that you do not get locked either too low or too high. There is absolutely a spectrum of experiences you can have on this ride, depending on how prepared and how you are standing. So heed that advice and do with it what you will. (laughs) All right. So now back to the Twisted Cyclone to finish us up. We talked about a little bit about awards with the Goliath episode. So I did want to mention this. Going back to our favorite Golden Ticket Awards, my favorite, your favorite, everybody's. The Georgia Cyclone sadly only topped out as the ninth best wooden coaster in 1999. That was the highest it got. I guess, you know, when it's designed after other coasters, it makes sense. But come on, man. I feel like Twisted Cyclone, once it was renovated, should have had something up there. But everything I could find, nobody gave it any awards. So sad. That's a good point, though. I guess when you consider it's kind of a copy of roller coasters beforehand, then it should be the original coaster that's receiving the awards as opposed to the copy. So, oh, yeah, I guess with that in mind, that makes sense. Now I'm going to jump over to tips that I've got for this ride. So one thing and again, it's been a while, so I'm excited to hear your tips in a second, Ryan. What I'll say, the queue from what I can remember is pretty tight. They fit a lot of people in there. But it is well shaded. So I'll say on some of those hot days in the Georgia sun, that's going to be one of your cues that you're not going to be out in the open. So that one's not too bad of a cue to wait in line. The other thing, as usual, if the TVs are working, they're going to have cartoons on them. So make sure, enjoy yourself, bring your phone, play some some of the heads up games with your kids, do all that, or just sit back, enjoy those cartoons because they will be showing some fantastic cartoons all day. What tips do you have for me, Ryan, now that you've been there a lot more recent? So what do you got for me? Yes. So I do have a couple of extra tips, a couple to add on to what you said. In addition to the area for the queue, being in the shade, getting out of the heat, they do also have those fans on the walls to give you a little bit of breeze while you're in there because you can be in kind of a situation, you get a bunch of warm, sweaty people all in a confined room (laughs) and that temperature can pick up, but those fans help kind of cool things off in addition to the shade. So as long as the fans are running, it's not a bad place to hang out and wait in line on one of those scorching days, like you mentioned. One little tip that I have, and this kind of ties back to the theming, one theming detail that I did notice and I always look for when I go, after you go through the main queue area, when you start to go up the stairs to the main platform. If you look to your left over the stairwell, some of the theming of the tropical storm at the beach, there's like a little rowboat that it's set up on the roof of one of the buildings, like it got blown up there in the storm. And that boat cracks me up every time because people keep taking it as an opportunity to throw things in the boat. So I've seen like cups, shoes, even a hat in there one time. So it's fun to just kind of check in, see what people are throwing in the boat. Now, this is not me making an endorsement to throw your things in the boat, but it's just kind of funny to observe and see what people have been doing. No, what you need to do, go buy a hat and then throw it in there and then they'll just resell it. 
Six Flags doesn't care. They'll just resell it. <laughs> <laughs> so what you do is you buy a Q for two hat that we are not selling. So you'll have to figure out how to go about that and then leave your mark. And we'll know that you listen to the podcast when we see your Q for two hat in the boat. Amazing. Now, the last tip I have for the Georgia Cyclone, this is only going to apply to some of our audience. And this is a shout out to all of my pin collectors out there. Something that we haven't mentioned on the show yet, I am a big fan of pin collecting, specifically Disney pin collecting, but I have gotten more into pin collecting at other parks as well. Six Flags doesn't necessarily offer a wide variety of different collectible pins. However, the Twisted Cyclone does have two different pins available, both styles of which are very fun that you can find in the gift shop when you exit the ride. So, at least at this point in time, or the point in time when I last visited in 2022, this was an available option, so it is worth checking out that gift shop. They do also have some branded magnets and a couple other things that they don't necessarily have for every other ride in the park. So if this ends up being one of your favorites, you've got some option for some cool collectibles at a reasonable price to take home with you. Heck yeah. That reminds me, we're going to have to do a pin episode at some point. And we just do a video where we show off all the pins because I guess trying to describe them over an audio format would be very interesting. So let us know in the comments. (laughs) We are going to have to do a pin live stream or something at some point because boy, howdy, I got a lot of pins to show y'all. So if you're interested, yes, hit us up in those comments because I would love to share them with (laughs) y'all. So with this ride, we talked about how amazing it is. It's a really fun ride for me. It's a nostalgic piece. It is one of the first rides that I can remember that my mom and I rode way back when, when I was younger. It's one of the few coasters that I can remember as when it was the Georgia Cyclone. So for me, it's always going to be my, one of my favorites just from that nostalgia factor. And I think that plays into an effect. A lot of people might say, this ride sucks. Well, you know, it's much better than it was as the Twisted Cyclone. But, you know, there's definitely the nostalgia piece. So I definitely want to put that out there uh, for me specifically. A hundred percent. And I will say kind of from the reasons that we were talking about earlier, I don't have the childhood nostalgia factor that you do for this ride. But when we talk about that weekend that we went to ride the Georgia Cyclone for the last time, that's really one of the only experiences I've had going to a theme park specifically for one specific ride. It's the only time I've really gone to ride a roller coaster on the last weekend it's open and so that specific trip and that experience with the georgia cyclone are gonna always hold a special place in uh in my heart as well in my little theme park heart now speaking of that last weekend that does bring up one other story that i gotta bring up if i'm not mistaken that last weekend we saw the cast of stranger things riding in the car either right in front of us or right behind us. Do you remember which car it was? I don't remember because if we're going to be honest, you saw the cast of Stranger Things and then I saw like the back of one of their heads and the hairstyle (laughs) looked right. And so it it was totally them, but you got the good view and then I just kind of caught it at the tail end. But yeah, that was that was pretty neat. There are some cool little uh, celebrity sightings that we've had over the years. It's crazy because looking at the timeline, I believe that would have been in between like seasons one and season two, like when season two came out of Stranger Things. And to picture where they are now, not trying to date the podcast, but you know, after season four with the popularity and how that show blew up, 
man, it's crazy to think. I don't remember them being like surrounded by a bunch of people. They were just in line, just kids having fun at an amusement park. So it's to think about it now, I feel like would be insane. It'd be a lot like the Lil Yachty crowd that was around them when we saw, when we mentioned in the Goliath episode. So I did have to mention that. So if they're listening, if y'all want to come on the podcast, we'll totally love to hear your experience of the Georgia Cyclone. Absolutely. We'll do another another episode. We'll go through things. Maybe we'll tack on a tiny little bit about the Georgia Scorcher again, you know, keeping it Q for two style. So hit us up. <laughs> well, that Q went faster than expected. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new about this twisty ride. As always, we'd love to hear your experiences with this attraction or any fun facts you have. Feel free to join our Discord server and join the conversation or shout at us on Twitter or Instagram at q for 2 That's Q-U-E-U-E underscore F-O-R underscore T-W-O. Q for 2 You can also drop a comment on our YouTube channel. All the links can be found in the episode description below. Now, go catch that ride, and we'll see you in the next Q for Two. Hop in, we're chasing a storm.